morning, good evening, good afternoon, good night, wherever you're at, welcome back to Edmonton After Midnight. Now today's topic is going to be about, I'm taking a, a, a left here, but I've been a fan of the Pokemon Go game for about, since it came out, a little brief history. I was never really a Pokemon fan, and nor would I say I still am to a point, but when the game was first announced, I thought it was very interesting, and, um, you know, I thought the concept was interesting, I thought that the gameplay from what I saw was interesting, and I don't know, I just thought that, hey, okay, I'm not really a mobile gamer per se, but I'll give it a shot, and, you know, before you know it, it's 2021 now, came out in 2016, I've been playing it for five years. There's been lows, up and downs, good times, normal times, not really any terrible times, it's just I feel the game has gone in the direction towards where I feel the game has gone in the direction towards where the company Niantic, which is the, the company, the um app company, app developer, start to prioritize earnings over I guess game ship. It upsets me, but I mean, at the end of the day, it's a company. I mean, if I was in charge of the company, I'd probably do the same thing to a point. But today's topic is about Pokemon Go. I'm going to give you a walkthrough of how I got into it. I'm not going to tell you the full story, but I'll, I'll, I'll do a brush on it. And I'll just tell you what I do in the game, why I like the game, why do I still play the game. And of course, I have my guest Kenja on here. And she's going to tell her story because I find her story very unique on how she got into the game. And I'll just let her tell her story, but I'm going to get into my situation first. So, like I said, I started, the way I dialed the game was actually interesting. So, back then I was a main Android user. So, back then I had a Motorola E, I believe, I was using as a spare phone. And Pokemon Go wasn't released in Canada yet. It was released in the US and Australia and etc. Actually, no, mistake. It was only released in Australia and New Zealand at that point. I think a week later, it was going to be released in North America. But because I had an Android and Android users who know how to operate the, those devices correctly, you can install cracked apps. So what I did was I found the APK file, I installed the APK file, Pokemon Go, on my Android E, which is a pretty bad phone if you think about it. If anyone who knows what Android E is, you, you'll know what I'm talking about. And um, I installed it and lo and behold, I was playing the game. Mind you, there wasn't really any spawns happening around my area because the game wasn't released in North America yet. So, but I had the, I had the game running. So, you know, I thought, okay, um, it looks interesting. Give it a couple more days. So I think that was a Wednesday when I installed it. So on that Saturday, I reopened the game and then Pokemon started showing up. And I say, okay, well, I got some early access. It's not coming out for another couple of days. Got some early access. So I'm getting right into it. And I was hooked since then. Um... Now, the game back then was very different than how it is now. Back then, it was more about just catching the Pokemon, getting the candies, and just trying to be the very best like no one ever was. But the game have, later on had morphed into different things. And whether for the good or for bad, I mean, that, that, that's an individual that's individual topic, right? That, that, that's every person who has played the game, whether they continue to play it or whether they had stopped playing the game, they have their own, you know, outlook on it. My outlook basically is I started playing it, of course, before it was released, 2016. And the first year I find was very basic. Um, 
basic as it was just about catching the Pokemon, really. Um, and yeah, I would spend days, nights walking around getting. See, the thing is, so when Niantic made this game, it was more based upon it was a lot of different factors. They wanted people to get out there. There was an exercise component. There was a factual component of meeting new people or hanging out with your friends more often. But the main focus was to visit your city in a way you've never visited before. So in the city I live in, there's probably a lot of landmarks or a lot of places I never went to in my life before just because of life. For Pokemon Go, with their stop system, and now what a stop is, it's basically a spinning, rotating icon where you spin to get Pokeballs or items to use on your journey. So those stops are located at landmarks within your city, and you would drive, walk, bike, whatever you may need to do to get to those stops. They're constant, they're everywhere, but there's always some attachment to them. And whether or not, I mean, gyms came in a bit later, and that's when they had like actual information about that location. But but you know, some some um, some some stops were located at some locations. Like I remember when I was living back then, one of the one of the pokey stops was at a shrine. Now I've never went into the shrine, but I never took time to stop and look at it either until I started walking down the road to spin that stop to get items, and then I look at the shrine, oh, wow, it looks pretty nice. Never would have done that otherwise. I think that's what they were after with the game. I think they were after people noticing their city, because you can live in a city for 10, 15, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 years and not notice everything because you're just busy with your life. But when you're entrapped into this type of game and you're spinning stops or going to gyms and you're going to a church or just different landmarks in the city, then you take the time to actually notice what, what it is. And I found that very interesting and I found that very cool. So the first year was more about catching Pokemon, spinning stops, you know, things of that nature. Now I'm talking about my, experience, my experience with the game. Everyone else's varies. I said that at the beginning, but I have to say it again. So with me, as I said at the beginning, I was just about getting the candies to evolve. It, 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 the game was very tough. Um, you weren't always getting the greatest spawns. Uh, it depends on what area of the city you will, of the city you live in. Some areas of the city got better spawns than some. But I mean, for where I was, I was in the south side of my city back then. The spawns were basic: your Rattatas, your Pidgeys, things of that nature. And before I know, I knew it. I was able to evolve those into their final forms. But I wanted to taste the other Pokemon that were not spawning. At that point in time, Abra was one of the Pokemons that were spawning randomly here and there, but I wasn't getting enough to even evolve it. Uh, Oddish, things like that. Those who know Pokemon know exactly which ones I'm talking about. So with that being said, the game was interesting and it, it got me hooked because at that time I was, I was going out at days or nights. So I was just, you know, just doing my thing, but I always had the game in my hand. And it gave me something to do. Now, at that time, I wasn't focusing on landmarks or whatnot, but I was out a lot more, and that was a, that was a part of the game. They wanted you to be up, out on your feet. And I dare say, if that game never was released, I may not have been walking around at nights, going for two, three, four-kilometer walks. 
in all types of different areas of Edmonton. That's exercise. I would sometimes come back and I'm have my my clothes are sweaty. I'm breathing heavy. So that is a good thing. Eight mile. You're thinking about eight mile? Yeah, I thought so. Okay. I knew you were thinking about eight mile. Um so there there's that there's that factor too. And yeah, it, it really got me out. It got me out and it was just a different time. I, I was during the summer. It was hot. I would, like I said, again, I'd walk four, five, two, three kilometers multiple nights or even multiple times a day. I'd go out in the morning maybe for a walk to the mall, walk back home, afternoon again and at night. So suddenly, I dare say some days I was doing maybe eight, nine, ten kilometers total. Uh, that would not have happened otherwise. I start driving around, driving and parking. So where I lived back then, we were part of a community. So I'm going to skip to later on because I'm if I were to s- s- discuss the whole journey of mine, it would be hours and hours. And this podcast is only like 59 minutes max, right? So at least I try to keep them down to that point. Um, when gyms were introduced, it was a different scenario for me because. Now we had better Pokemon in the gyms. And you can now battle them, but you have to start spending money. Now we all know a free-to-play game is never free-to-play because there's always that element of like how the company's going to make money. They're going to have to charge you some way. Well, how do they charge us? They introduced something called Raid Pass. What is a Raid Pass, you may ask, or you may be curious about? A Raid Pass is a digital little... I don't know, you can say maybe it's a piece of paper or something. But anyways, um, what it does is it allows you to enter these Pokemon gyms where you could battle whatever guest Pokemon is hosting that gym at that moment. Now, what is a Pokemon gym? So actually, let's go back. How Niantic... Now, if everyone's uh, familiar with a game called Ingress, Pokemon goes based off the game Ingress. So Ingress was a game previously created by Niantic. And... Um, Pokemon goes based upon that. So a lot of the a lot of the um, locations that were in Ingress, when they created Pokemon Go, basically it was like the template and it replaced. It never, the games were not replaced. Ingress is still being played to this day, but um, the the blueprint of Pokemon Go is based on Ingress. So whatever Ingress had operated with, Pokemon Go did to I would say another level because obviously Pokemon Go made so much more money than Ingress probably had. Well, has clearly. Um, so when gyms were introduced, Poke Gyms, there were a way for you to collect something called Poke Coins. Now, what's Poke Coins? Poke Coins is the currency of the game to buy items, right? So you could either, if you're an Android user or an iOS user, you could go buy an iTunes card or a Google Play card with real currency, activate it on your account, and then at that point, you go into the Pokemon store in the game and you're able to purchase Poke Coins. And those Poke Coins are used to buy Pokeballs, potions, things of that nature, right? That's how that worked. Now, if you were a free-to-play, if you were a true free-to-play player, then you would put your Pokemon in gyms. So what does that mean? Okay. So what it means is in Pokemon Go, there are three different teams. Mystic, which is blue, Valor, which is red, and Instinct, which is yellow. Now, you could take over a gym 
and whatever team you represent will be in that gym. A gym holds up to six Pokemon, so that means six users can put their Pokemons in the gym at once. Now, opposing players can take over those gyms by going to the gyms and battling the Pokemon in there and defeating them. So, for instance, I'm a Mystic player. If I go to an Instinct gym and I defeat all six Pokemon completely, I could then take over the gym and make it a Mystic gym. Now, why would I want to do that? Here's the reason why. If you hold your Pokemon in that gym long enough, maybe a couple hours, you were, at that point in time, you're gifted 100 coins, which is a lot. 100 coins is equivalent to basically five in Canada, right? And the, the most, uh, most items in Pokemon Go, if you're buying single, are five. So think about that. You can either go buy a card and pay your way, or if you want to play truly free, truly play, free to play, you go take over gyms in the city and just let that money build up. If you, if you take over five gyms in a day and it takes four days for them to all come out, you'll probably have 400 coins. Right, uh, because um, you can only get a max amount one uh, max amount per day. Right, so back then it was hundred max per day, and then nerfed it to fifty sooner thereafter, which kind of sucked. But it is what it is. Fifty is still better than zero. They could have been giving us twenty coins, right, if they wanted to, right, and we would have had to have been happy with it. But give us fifty. It is what it is. Better than nothing. So that's how the gym battle system works. Um, it happens that uh, you know. It, it depends on where you're at because some gyms are high maintenance, meaning their turn their turnover, turnover rate is very high. And then some gyms, if you're in rural areas or just far out, you could last the longest I've lasted in the gym. I think it was almost 30 days, almost a month. And it's funny, that gym, this happened recently, it happened this year, and that gym actually is on a main line. So it's kind of weird that I lasted almost 30 days in a main line gym. But that's, a, that's, a, that's interesting. That's a different, different, different story. Anyways, back to what I was saying. Um, when it comes to the gyms, I find that, like I said, the turnover can be high in certain areas. In certain areas, it, it's not. But if you want some quick coins, just, just take over a gym and throw your Pokemon in there. If you last in there for an hour, you'll get probably 10 maybe. I don't know. But it's one Pokecoin per 10 minutes. Okay, one Pokecoin per 10 minutes. There you go. So that's the equivalency. So think about it that way. If you last in for a couple hours, you can be pretty good and you'll hit your max. Um, yeah, a couple hours. Yeah. Eight hours. Oh, it has to be eight hours? Oh, if you do the math, yeah. Okay, so, yeah, so there you go. If you want the 50, you have to, you have to last in there for a work shift, basically. It, exactly. <laughs> Mathematician here, right? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> of course. And also, I just want to clarify yeah. for... Um, for Lawrence, mm-hmm. um, uh, it's if you're if you put if you throw in a Pokemon in a gym for let's say four days and it lasts for four days, mm-hmm. um, you don't get a total of like uh, four hundred coins. No, no, no. What I was saying was if you put four Pokemon in four gyms and it's about five oh, days and they get eliminated, you get four hundred coins back then because okay. the one Pokemon won't count, right? Because yeah. That's what I was saying. I, if I misspoke, everybody, okay. I might have forgot to put the part of in four gyms. Oh, okay. My mistake. I actually think I did do that, right? Yeah, okay. Like, yes, because that makes no sense. Yeah. So, yeah, per gym. You can only put one Pokemon in per gym. That's worth a clarification. Um, yeah, really tough clarification. I totally, totally blacked out on that part. Um, nonetheless, um, Back to what we were saying. So eventually they created something called a T5 raid. Now, what's a T5 raid? A T5 raid is like 
the main Pokemons. Like, the... Okay, so... Well, not really. Um, because, you know, the final evolutions, yes. They start off with final evolutions, and then eventually they went to legendaries, right? Right. So before it was like the Charizards, the Blastoise, etc. Now these Pokemon, these tier 5 Pokemon, you cannot do battle them by yourselves. You needed a team. So it encouraged people to come together, a community to come together. Now, where I lived at that point in time, I was pretty big in my area. I was uh, using the program called Discord, which a lot of people use these days for a lot of different reasons. But um, then I was part of the Pokemon Go South community, and in particular, my community on the South. I'd organize raids. I would um, post raids. I would comment with people in the community and just put stuff together. And it was very delightful. I felt involved. I felt good. It was a good time. It was a different time. Um, do we all get along at all points in time? No. I've gotten into arguments on Discord before. I had to straighten some situations out. Um, but that goes without saying. I mean, not everyone's going to get along. Not everyone is going to agree on what's happening or what, what's being done. There have been times where situations were set up and people didn't wait for me and vice versa. Not me, not like groups. You know, what happens is when you get to a raid, everyone's on a clock. Not everyone can stay and hang out or talk. Not everyone has the time to wait around. Some people are taking lunch from work. Some people have stuff to do at home, whether it's homework, work, etc. whatever. A lot of the times I was in a rush. Like I didn't want to stay and hang out because I always had stuff to do, right? Whether it was dealing with the community or just other stuff in life. And then other times I would just chill out and hang out with everybody and talk for a bit. So uh, when T5s came along, that's what the business was. Now, um, the remote rate passes... Uh, no. I'm skipping ahead, skipping way ahead. <laughs> Red passes that point in time were in two different colors, orange and green. So the green ones you have to buy, and at that time there were 100 coins, Poke coins, for one. The orange passes were like, kind of like a freebie. You get one a day, only one a day. But here's a catch. You get one a day, but you have to use it. It's not a pass that you can stack seven days and half seven. It's one a day. So if it's Monday and I get one, I have to use it on a Monday and then Tuesday I'll get another one. Or if I save it till Tuesday and I use it on Tuesday, then I'll get another one Tuesday and then Tuesday I'll have two. It just depends on how you go about it, right? But the majority of the people are buying the green passes because, hey, you want to do more than one raid. That's way later. Um, but you want to do more than one raid. I'm talking about 2016, 2017, you know? Uh, yeah, so this is like 2016, 2017, right? Um, way later, things have changed in the game, and we'll get into that. But um, that was like the T5 raids. And they started introducing more legendary raids. Me too. Now, this system is a system that I miss. So what, how, how, how did the system work out? So for rare Pokemon like Me too, it wasn't your typical T5 raid where... You go on Discord, put a plan together, and you go to it. No, no, no. So what happened is you would have to go do different battles wherever you are. Whenever there was a gym battle, you just go to it, and um, you would uh, battle with your friends, or whether it's a solo raid or whatnot. Because tier okay, there's there at that time there are different raids. There's tier one, tier two, tier three, tier four, tier five raids back then. Tier one, uh, one person could do it pretty easily. Tier two, one person could do it too. 
Tier three, in most cases, you needed two or three people, but under certain circumstances, you could do it with one person. Tier four, you definitely needed a team of three or, or more. And tier five, back then, you definitely needed a team. No questions asked. So then they introduced legendary raids. Now, how do legendary raids work? They were called EX raids. They're invite only. So how it worked is you would have to do raids, raids wherever you lived, but some of the pokey, stop, pokey gyms were labeled as EX gyms. What does that mean? That means that it was kind of like a lottery. Um, let's say 50 people go to do an EX raid during... Okay, no. Let's say there's a, a seven-day seven period. And maybe 200 people raid that gym in that week. The next week when they present the Mewtwo EX raid, probably 50 people of the 200 will get an invite. And that invite was spread out during one certain day and a certain time. Now, I never liked this system because the day and the time were always awkward for the most part, meaning it was at the most worst times, like Wednesday at 1 o'clock, Tuesday at 12 o'clock, um, Thursday at 4 p.m. Or, you know, sometimes these times worked out better if you got like a Friday at 6, maybe a Saturday. Saturday doesn't really matter for most people because most people are, are home. But the times were very inopportune, as in like you may be at work or school and you can't make it. And what if you were on a different side of the city and you got an EX invite? Let's say I lived on the south side and this has happened. I got an EX invite from a north side gym because I was on the north side playing the week before. I'm not going to be able to make that because it's on the north side and I may be at work or at school. So that's definitely not going to happen. So you'd always, people would always lose out on a lot of EX invites. Or you'd be so desperate you'd actually make them but you have to travel far. Let's say someone like, was taking the bus. And they're so desperate for me to, they would take an hour, hour and a half bus ride just to get to me to. That, that's crazy. This dedication was crazy. And mind you, that Pokemon is not guaranteed because there are two things that have to happen. You get to the EX raid, you got to have people there. If people are not there, you cannot do the raid because you can't solo it. Right? You have to have a certain amount of people there who can defeat that Pokemon. At that time, the EX raids were me to when he was first introduced. You need a good team of about six people at least to beat him at that time. I've gone to EX raids where no one showed up and I just had to leave because I'm not going to beat me too my own. That's not going to happen. I went to times where there was 20, 25 people there. It all depends. Like It all depends on the time, right? Whatever time you're slotted and you can't change the time. It's given to you and that's what it is. You make it or you don't. And Discord was very helpful because people who are with you on that time frame could confirm if they're coming or not coming. And then at that point, you know if it's worth it to make the trip or not, right? So that's how EX Raids worked. And I do miss that, and I hope they bring that back. I think there were talks that they would bring that back later on. I do hope they do because it's like a lottery, and it makes the Pokemon seem more rare. Pokemon Go's lacking the rarity that it used to, right? So Pokemon Go has um, exclusive Pokemon, exclusive Pokemon they call regional. It means that certain Pokemon are only released in certain, in certain continents. That's kind of cool because at that point you have to travel to certain continents to get certain Pokemon. That still happens to this day. Mind you, we're in 2021 and travel is not really the best thing to be doing right now. But 2016, 17, 18, 19, 20, half of 20, well, the first quarter of 20 at least, it was okay. Um, they still do release regional Pokemon to this day. 
But with the way things are now, and we'll get into that later, the game has definitely changed since those early early years of the game. Um, I still play the game to this day. I dare say more than I used to in the early days. Because I've made put down my own niche of what I'm looking for from the game. Now, I'm a shiny hunter, so what's a shiny shi- what's a shiny Pokemon? So Pokemons have their basic colors. A shiny color is like um what's the word I'm trying to look for? Uh, I'm trying to look for the actual one, I can't think of it right now. But it's a different color. So let give an example. A, a Rattata is purple. It's shiny versions green. So they're almost they're rare to find, harder to find. They're like collectibles, right? So I consider myself a shiny hunter of the game. That's like my first priority. When I play Pokemon Go, I'm always hunting for shinies. Because I like to collect them all. I don't transfer them. I collect them all. That's what I do. Other people may be gym battlers. Other people may be XP collectors, Stardust collectors. Stardust. So uh, XP is the base upon... It's the level up system of the game. So just higher your level, the stronger your Pokemon can become. Right? Um, Stardust is basically the currency of the game. Uh, currency as in you need Stardust for things such as trading and to level up your Pokemon. So it's like the currency for your Pokemon of the game. Without Stardust, you can't really do shit all in the game when it comes to your Pokemon. Um, you can't buy Stardust. You can't use Pokemon to get Stardust. You have to earn it and the way to earn it is by playing the game and catching Pokemon transferring Pokemon etc etc like that's how it works there's items in the shop that you could buy to help speed up the process to get more but you cannot buy it per se you cannot buy Stardust per se you cannot buy XP XP you have to earn by catching Pokemon that's how you get it that's about it there's no other way I don't think so the game was customized and created in a certain way where you have to do work. There's not really much shortcuts, right? Um, now, getting regional Pokemon, back then, people were able to travel across the globe, and there's a lot of YouTubers, Pokemon Go YouTubers, who made that their job. They really became Pokemon traders by right? traveling across the world and catching Pokemon. And that's cool if you want to do that. I mean, those are some heavy traveling bills if you want to go to Africa or Europe just to catch up. Pokemon, you know. I, I always thought it was kind of funny. Like, if you want to do it, go ahead. But I'm not, I'm not going to spend $1,000 just to go catch a Pokemon in a game. Like, that's crazy. Obviously, if you're going there to, like, sightsee and everything, that's a different story. But I, I, do know, I do know some people in my past who legitimately traveled just to catch Pokemon. So it's kind of like, you know, it's your money. You got to do what you want to do. But it was never a thing of mine. When I went to certain countries... That's because I was going there for vacation, and then I eventually caught whatever Pokemon it was. Different story, right? Um, so back to the EX raid. So that's how EX raids work, and I, I do hope that that comes back later on. Um, but, like, I'm a shiny hunter, right? Uh, that's my thing. I like to collect shiny Pokemon. That's what I care about the most. People have different takes on what the game means to them, what they play the game for. Um, I still play it to this day, and I'm a shiny hunter first and foremost before anything. That's all I really care about, as I said time and time again. And I don't know. The game has changed since since the pandemic has hit. 
Niantic has made strides to make the game more accessible to everybody, and I like that, but they also became more greedy, and I don't like that. It goes hand in hand, though, right? Um, they have put in a lot of... A lot of um, they have put in a lot of things in the game that make it easier for people to play at home during the pandemic, right? And a lot of the tools they had put in the game definitely made it more accessible for a lot of people, especially people who live in rural areas who... So rural areas are... In rural areas, Pokemon don't really spot in rural areas, not really much stops in rural areas, things of that nature. So what, what the main thing that Niantic did is really made something called the Remote Raid Pass. Now, what is that? It's a pass that you can use to go into any gym nearby you or through invite. What's an invite? So when the pandemic first started, Niantic had to change the game a bit. So they cut the price down on certain items, but they also introduced new items. And Remote Raid Pass, as I said, was introduced to make the game easier for everybody. You know, everyone in 2020 was staying at home, so we can't really go outside. So how do we get to play Pokemon Go? Well, if you have a gym near you, a gym raid happening, use Remote Raid Pass. From If it's in your vicinity, you can use Remote Raid Pass and connect to that gym or gyms and play with your friends, with just people who are playing. Or even better, across the world. If you have, so they, they didn't choose a friends list where you could have friends from all over the world and you're able to trade. Now, the trading is not globally. The trading had to be done with people nearby. Like, and by nearby, I mean like literally like near you. Every once in a while, they'll throw a bone and they'll up the distance where I could be on the south side and you could be on the north side and we could do a trade. They've never done a global trade yet and maybe one day that will happen, but not yet. Trading is pretty big. That's another thing that's big in Pokemon Go, trading. Trading, um, gym battling, XP collecting, and um, what's the other one? What's that? PvP. Yeah, PvP. Something people have been waiting for for years. We got it a couple years ago. It's one of the biggest things of the game. Uh, PvP is person versus person battling. Basically, you can battle with people across the world, and you get, you, get, you get a lot of different things for that. And you can level up, too, and... It's cool, but it's not my thing. It's never been my thing, really. So, but that's the game has changed into these in these factors. But back to the remote raid passes, I found that that was the best thing Magic had ever done so far, because at a certain point, I I stopped caring about going out and meet and and play Pokemon Go in person with people, especially when the pandemic hit. I'm like, I'm not doing that anymore. So, it was very comforting for me to know that hey, I can just buy this remote raid pass and play from. The, from you know the cover of my own home and if someone across the, the seas sent me an invite I'm able to play with them too or if someone on the other side of the city where I live sent me an invite I can play with them too as long as I have the road right pass now the only caveat and the only thing I dislike is unlike the other passes where the uh, the green pass actually where I think it maxes out you could hold maybe a, a couple hundred maybe the more ray, remote ray pass can only hold five at a time and I think that's leaving money on the table because if you just had a bigger purse for that, people would probably be holding 50, 60, 100 at a time. And that's a lot of money. A remote rate pass is 100 Pokemon coins, which is $1.05. Uh, they have a pack of three, which is, I think, 250 which you do the math, how much that is going to be. But if you're able to buy like 100 of them, think about how much money they're making, but you're also happy at the same time because you have a stack of remote rate passes. You don't got to go to the store every time and buy them. And I just wish they would do that, but they're not going to do that. I don't think they're going to do that anytime soon. 
Huh? Oh, no, I would better wish this if that was real. <laughs> um, but yeah, so just to skip forward, that's how I used to play the game. And how I play the game now is, yeah, shiny hunting and remote raid passing into gyms. That's really it. That's really all I do. That's my comfortability with the game. I just want to... I made a mistake, and the mistake was I didn't value XP and Stardust back in 2016, 2017, 2018. It wasn't until 2019 I started valuing Stardust and XP. Now, back in the day when they introduced the level system, the game level capped out at level 40. And how the level system worked is it was XP-based, right? So for people who started off leveling up and collecting all the XP they can... They reached up to level 440 at a certain point in time. And for about a couple of years, level 40 was like the max. But then they, Pokemon Gonatic did something and they um, upped it to 50. Now you're thinking, okay, you just need the XP for that. It's all good, the same story all over again. But no, no. They added tasks to it. And I like that they did that to made it more difficult. But at the same time, for someone like me who didn't take XP seriously, now I'm on the back end, right? I'm at the back end. So I'm currently at level 44, approaching level 45. I have a long way before I get to level 50. XP-wise and task-wise. And these tasks are not simple tasks, by the way, everyone. Some of these tasks can be very nerve-wracking. And they will make you play the game harder than you ever thought you would play the game before. I'm not a team rocket battler person. But when they throw you a quest saying you got to defeat 50 goal leaders... Go leaders, that's a problem to me because now I have to rack my brain, rack my time to defeat grunts to get access to leaders. It's, it's annoying. So this is what I'm saying. For people who are starting out now in Pokemon Go, XP is so important. Stack it up any way you can. Take advantage of the events. Sometimes they're two times XP events, two times Stardust events, two times Candy events. All types of different events. Take advantage of all the events. Because when you get to that point of over 40, you're going to wish you had all the XP to make it a lot easier for yourself later on. It's easier to just worry about the tasks than worry about XP and the tasks. That's where I'm at. And it's not fun. I just, I, I can't go back in the past when it comes to that. I'm just moving forward. But I'm telling you right now, from 44 to 45, it has not been easy, and it's been over a year. I'm almost there. I think by the end of this year, I will be a level 45, but I don't know where, and I'll be at level 46. <laughs> I have no idea. It might take a while. But that's my thoughts on the game. Niantic, they cleared over a billion dollars last year, so their Pokemon Go has put them in a different limelight. And... The game has its pros. A lot of pros, but it has some cons, and there's some things I wish they would change. Um, now, before we get into that, Natic did say... Natic did say that they were going to revert... Once the pandemic is stabilized and things are really back to normal, Natic is going to revert back to the original way of how the game was. Now, I do find that fair because that's what the game was based upon. That's what the game is about. But I do hope they keep some of the little changes and elements they made to make it easier for... People who actually cannot go out for numerous reasons. Also for the rural players, because their situation is not going to change. So, you know, you need to keep some of those things in, in place for them. Or just keep everything in place. And people are going to go out anyway, I think, regardless, once 
everything stabilized, people will go back out again anyway and travel. So people will still be playing the game normally the way the game was intended. But it's nice to have that second option for those who cannot, or maybe you're just busy one day and you can't go out anywhere, but you can still access and play through friends. So I hope that they don't revert back to anything. I actually hope they make the prices cheaper on some of the items and maybe up the limits of some of the items you can hold, such as remote rate pass. Those are the ones I care about the most. Um, the game now is still good, but it has a lot of lull periods, in my opinion. Not all the events, though. So it's a lot of events based upon times of the year or just some of the Pokemon in general. Uh, it goes by seasons, right? Like generations and seasons. So we're on Gen 6 now, I think. There's eight gens of Pokemon right now. I think we're on Gen 6. Not all the Pokemon are in the game, by the way. Gen 1. All the Gen 1 Pokemon are in the game. I think all the Gen 2, but I think Gen 3, 4, 5, and 6, they're not all in the game. So they like to release the Pokemon like drip drops really slowly here and there. So they got to milk the game because, you know, if they catch up to Gen 8, before you know it, this game's going to be shit out of luck at a point. <laughs> so they got to kind of like milk it. And I understand that's the name of the game. That's the business. I respect it. I understand. But same time we kind of want newer content because we're doing the same shit over and over again just a different name they just switch the pokemon around a little bit it's starting to get kind of repetitive so huh? different, hats. different hats costumes like it's starting to get really annoying so i just think that there's some changes that need to be made at the same time but they're doing a good job they're doing a good job um these days i drive around when i play pokemon go obviously i, I don't you know I haven't really walked and played the game in a while. It's mostly driving around and, you know, they have an egg system in the game where you uh, you get eggs from friends or stops and you incubate them. Obviously, that's a purchase. You have to buy the incubators in the stops, in the stores. And uh, you, you incubate them and how they crack is by distance. So the different color eggs, like the green, the green and white egg is two kilometers. The orange and white egg is five kilometers. The yellow and uh, yellow and pink egg, which you could only get from gifts from friends, is seven kilometers, and then the purple and white egg is ten kilometers. And of course, the higher the kilometers, the better Pokemon, quote unquote, you get from those eggs. Uh, you, but you have to buy incubators to crack them. And to crack them, you put them in the incubators, and you gotta walk, drive, whatever, to reach that distance. They throw events where sometimes they cut the distance in half, or they cut it in a quarter, and that helps a lot because you crack them faster. But Majority of the time, you got to do that whole requirement. So, you know, there's a lot of methods of the games or things that people do, but at the end of the day, everyone's going to have their own opinion, own feel. And once again, to wrap my portion of it up, I feel that the game is going in a good direction, but Niantic is becoming very greedy and complacent. And I think they need to do a better job of talking to their, their um, player base. That's what I personally think. Um, other than that, I'm still enjoying the game. Just, they just need to mix it up a bit more and make it more entertaining and more interesting. Because, like I said, it's starting to get blind. Not blind enough where I'm going to quit playing the game, but I've taken breaks from the game because of its blindness. So I hope they work on that. But Kendra's here. She's going to explain. Because I find her story unique. <laughs> and some of the things that she's going to say as a, as a listener, you may think, wow, she's, very, she's, she's more hardcore in the game than I am. My friend Alan is, my friend Alan, he is, um, he's a true free-to-play, and it's funny to watch, but it's very enrich, enriching to watch also, because he's not spending any money in the game, and his progress is interesting to see. 
But Kendra, I'll let you take over. Describe how you got into the game, what your love for Pokemon is, and explain your story and how the game almost came yeah. in, came into <laughs> your life and kind of... Right. Yeah. Okay, so Pokemon Go. Um, I was one of the early adopters of the actual um, app in the game, mobile game. Um, so when it... When it was introduced in North America, I actually had um, a U.S. Apple store. Like I had like someone's login, so I I downloaded the game like a like a week or a few days earlier than when it came out in Canada, and I was playing. And I was at the time I was visiting like a family friend in Calgary, and so I was pl- I had lots of free time to play and like actually experience this whole new like interesting like just catching all these Pokemon. it's like a dream come true because i've always been a pokemon go fan i'm not much of a gamer per se like i don't um but i did like i collected all the pokemon cards and then i my first stuff animal was a pikachu i would literally when i was five literally wake up every morning just to watch pokemon on ytv so i'm definitely a huge pokemon fan um and so yeah when I uh, when I started playing the game it was super exciting for me because like um it I'm first of all I'm a I'm actually a pretty outdoorsy person so um playing the game I incorporated when I went biking because I would bike long distances I live on the west like in my city I live on the west side and I'd actually bike all the way to the north side so I'd take down like I'd bike so I'd literally bike west side to north side like if if ever, if anyone's from Edmonton, I would bike from West Edmonton Mall basically to Rundle Park, and that was quite like that. That's was a far. Like, that's a far bike for sure. Yeah, and yeah. I took my time too. So and I would, I would always like. Um, so yeah, I was like playing the game. It was super exciting. I was that person that literally caught, wanted to catch every single Pokemon. My motivation in the game was to actually try and fill up my Pokedex. Try and. Um, um, introduced like all of the Pokemon in Pokedex so that was the initial like motivation of the game and then I wanted to do it's a little for me it was a bit of everything I want to uh, level up my I want to gain strong Pokemon by battling them in like raids and then build like a good team to knock out other Pokemon gyms so I can collect those Pokecoins because um early on when I was playing 2016-2017 I didn't spend I would sp- I I spent next to nothing on, on anything. But I, even though I did play quite a bit, I took advantage of like trying to place my Pokemon in gyms so I could collect po- uh like Pokecoins so I don't have to actually use real money. And at the time, I was actually in my second year of college, so. When I started playing this game, it literally took a toll in my academic life. I would literally be skipping class just to play Pokemon, just to do, just to do certain raids because you'd have to travel. I prioritize Pokemon, go over homework, studying for exams. It was honestly taking over my life. So, for mid. Almost the end of 2017, I had to quit. It was, I was like actually kind of failing in some of my courses. And I was like, there's no way I am 
going to be letting this game affect. It was actually affecting me that much. So I didn't play the game for a little over a year. And then when I got back, I was, like, so behind. Uh, when I got... So when I stopped playing the game, I stopped at level 24. And after a year, I was at level 24. And I, from, I think... So I started playing again in 2019. And I, I, I kid you not, I jumped from level 24 to level 40 in one year. <laughs> And that's how hardcore I was playing. I need that to. Year. I need to. I need to stress everybody that um, <laughs> to do that in one year is pretty pretty hard. Um, you would have to almost be unemployed. Yeah. Um, you'd have to spend a lot of money because the way she did it, you can't do it as free to play. That will not happen on free to play unless you like. Yeah. It won't happen. Just to tell you though, I did not actually. Like I did not like buy a trem- tremendous amount. But you bought of- some. You bought I it at the you bought it at the right time. However, I was pretty lucky because I was working at the mall. Okay, so yeah. And I did a lot of walking. Yeah. And I'm an outdoorsy person in exactly. general, right? And I utilized everything I could, like doing my Pokemon and gyms. I even made an alt account, and I would kick out like my. I would make two. I had two different teams, so like it's that's one tip for all you trainers out there. If you wanna, for sure, make fifty coins a day. Um, try and make an alt account to knock out um, other Pokemon in certain gyms so that you can throw your Pokemon in there and basically gain for sure like 50 Poke coins a day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it changed from early on until and now. It went from 100 Poke coins to 50. Mm-hmm. Why did they do that again? Uh, they realized that if they left it at yeah. 100, they'd be losing so much money for money, exactly yeah. the reasons that you just said, the yeah. kicking out and everything. Yeah. They'd be losing, like, yeah. that's a dollar, right? Yeah. Instead of 50 cents a dollar. Because yeah. in most times, with a dollar, you could buy a lot of stuff in the store. 50 cents, you can't. Mm-hmm. You can't really buy anything for 50 cents. So you have up. to keep stacking. So that's why. Yeah. Because it was, it's, it's it was an economic decision they had to make on their end. So um, right. that sucked. Then. I didn't even notice it until after the fact. Yeah. But we got about 13 minutes. So I'll let you finish that. Yeah. Um, so continue with your story. So you got back into the game. You went from level twenty four to forty in, yeah, one year, in one year, which is very hard to do unless. So it's either you spend a lot of money or you spend money at the right times when they have events like XP events. So yeah, I was. Like that. So what I did, guys. So you wonder how I went. I jumped mm-hmm. up that much because I, I was working at the mall. I was I was walking a lot. Okay, and then I was like, utilizing my alt account so I can gain more pokey coins. But to be honest with you, I gained most of my XP in that one year from friends. I maxed out my friends list, was which was like I think a hundred friends time, yeah. at the time, and I would literally send gifts every single day because I had the capability to. Mm-hmm. I did not drive, so I took public transportation. Easy on my on 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 the bus, I could just spin stops on the way. It was slow enough, and there was frequent stops, so I was I I just had all of the right. Um, the scenario was correct for you. Everything lined for, yeah. up for you to get there. To gain, but you had the dedication and the patience. And I did have the. I do have dedication and the patience. Because it's not easy. Like it's not. What Trent is telling you right now, it sounds easy, but it really is yeah. not. Think about it. One whole year, summer, winter, spring, yeah. fall. Yeah. Taking the bus, 
all types of weather changes mm-hmm. with this phone in your catching hand, every catching Pokemon, every single Pokemon. It's not easy to do. Sending gifts person. every day to every single person. These are not things that are easy to do. They're time consuming and you may yeah. not want to do them. Yeah. You have to be dedicated to the game to do that. Yeah. And she clearly is a hardcore gamer when it comes to Pokemon. But continue your story, you guys are saying. Yeah, so it, it, was, it was honestly to me... It was like at times I'd be like, "Whoa, I'm already level like 35," mm-hmm. but it does start getting frustrating once you do reach over level 30. XP increases quite a bit, and then it, you have to have a lot more patience just to gain all that XP in order to become level 40. But there was a lot of like events and stuff, and like little incentives that Niantic was giving to their Pokemon Go players which motivated me a lot. So I was like, okay, I got to do this. I got to do this. But I do have an addictive personality. So uh, when I do get addicted to something, it's like I I stay, I'm like really determined to like try and get, get it. So over, over the years, like after I started playing again, I actually was more interested of getting, gaining more shinies because I was actually like registering all of my Pokemon, my Pokedex. I almost had all of them except for regionals. And I was like kind of starting to get like bored of the game. So I started trying to make more interesting for myself to like, um, uh, collect shinies and everything. And it was, yeah, it's, but I've never really got bored of the game and I've always found it fun. Um, I find it interesting how Niantic, uh, started um, partnering um, and doing uh, collaborations with like Gucci and North Face and and like and like artists and it's pretty sweet how far Niantic has come even though they're milking like their their players I think as a company they've they've thought a lot about innovation and everything and trying to like um, trying to um, take something that's like reminiscing for a lot of like um gen x people a lot of like older Mm -hmm. older generations and bringing it to life so it's pretty it's pretty pretty (laughs) solid yeah Yeah, and i find what really impressed me the most is the fact how they would hold these certain like events in like philadelphia or like or like london go fest go fest or like just other events where like safari Safari zone. So yeah. I thought that was really interesting because they indirectly and directly affected tourism. Yeah. And that's what really like made me. So let's get into that. That goes back to the travel that I was talking about, right? Yeah. So I forgot to mention that. So Go Fest was an is an event that Pokemon, the Niantic holds like once a year. Go Fest yeah. is a once a year. Safari zone is like four times a year. Mm-hmm. So for Safari zone takes place all across the globe. Mm-hmm. So that four Safari zones a year, it'll be in four different continents. And what happens with these safari zones is basically regional Pokemon, newer, they'll introduce a new Pokemon, a new shiny. They'll have like um, certain event tasks and things that come to nature. And how it works is the people who go there get a special ticket to take place in that event. And then if these tasks are reached, then the whole world eventually will be able to obtain whatever was being given out. Now, GoFest is a once a year event that before was a ticketed event for wherever it took place, meaning you'd have to fly there to play, just like the safari zones. Since 2020, the pandemic uh, years that we're dealing with, the events have been opened up to every, not the safari zones, GoFest has been opened up digitally to everybody. And I like that a lot because I caught a lot of different Pokemon through the last two GoFests, right? If GoFest was still region, um, 
Travel based, I probably would never. Oh, I probably I still. Knew. I never knew GoFest was. GoFest was always travel, yeah. For the first couple of years, it was travel. You had to like travel down to play it. You had to buy a ticket, travel down and play it. Yeah. It wasn't only until now the pandemic that it's opened to everybody. Because oh. you were you weren't playing when I that happened. Playing, yeah. yeah. So when you came back, that's yeah. when you got into it, right? So. I missed out, guys. <laughs> yeah. So like, who's traveling to go fast? Like, yeah, people were, but I wasn't gonna. I'm not that desperate to go to go fast, right? Uh, Safaris of Montreal, I almost went to. I was in Los Angeles, and then I came back to Los Angeles, and I was going to fly to Safaris of Montreal, which was 2019. It was September 2019, but I didn't go. It's okay. It doesn't matter. It's all good. But um, we got about six minutes left. Um, finish up your story. So, like, what changes do you want to see Niantic make into the game? What do you not want them to change? Because 2022 is coming up, and if this pandemic gets stabilized, we'll be back out again, and they're going to... They said they're going to make changes, revert back. So what would you like them Is to... Is confirmed? They said that years ago. They said these changes will be reverted back once things are stabilized. Well, and that's what I... Remember, it happened. It did not happen a couple of week, a couple months yeah, ago then, when they said they were going to... People were backlash. Yeah. Exactly. So one thing I definitely want them not to revert back to is the distance. In terms of like how far you can spend Pokestop or how far you can actually reach a gym. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like that benefits a lot of people, especially rural areas. I really agree with like Lawrence. Also, remote raid passes. I don't I don't think they're going to abolish that. They said they would not abolish it, but um, right now with a remote raid pass, um, if you have... Uh, so a gym can take 20... If you're doing a, a gym battle, it holds up to 20 people total. Right now, 10 of those people can be remote raid holders. When they revert back, it'll only be five people. But I thought it's five right now. No, it's ten. Okay. It's ten, yeah. Okay, so so yeah. And some things that I wanna see is like actually, yeah, like listen to their community. The community and like what we have to say because like They ignore they know they've been ignoring us a lot. I think yeah. I think they're trying to do a better job. But they ignore the community. A lot of the YouTubers that I watch on YouTube and fix they talk your and Niantic fix your issues on oh, a timely easy. basis. You still got that. You still have that white screen, Niantic. That white screen. Every <laughs> once in a while, you press a Pokemon. What if that was a shiny? That pissed yeah. me off so bad. But I would never know because it's a white screen. Yeah. But let's just say it was. You gotta fix that shit. It's been happening for years, and by years I mean two years now. It's a simple bug. You need to get it fixed. It's yeah. annoying. It's yeah. very annoying. And also, I noticed when I was playing just Community Day a few days ago, mm-hmm. Shanks Community Day, I was playing, and when I went to go, because there's, I want to take advantage of, like, hatching eggs, mm-hmm. and the and combined with the other event, which, to hatch Riolu, Shiny Riolu, mm-hmm. and Shiny Mime Jr., um, when I went to my friends list, I couldn't get yes. an error message. I couldn't... It seems that Niantic has an issue yeah. when they have certain events, like GoFest. Yeah. And I understand. I, then you could never anticipate how many players are going to be playing. I remember GoFest past summer, it was lagging for an hour. It was so bad. I couldn't access my friends list. Mm-hmm. I couldn't even play the game. My guy's like moving so slow. <laughs> right? So, and I understand, but Niantic, you, you, you made all you this money. Prepare. You got to put some more R&D into these things yeah. so that we could all have the smoothest game possible and like don't ignore your like like the early adopters like i know you're catering to the pop to the, the new, new trainers people, yeah but like don't forget about like your old like 
like OG like players here because like you know we're the ones who kind of made the game. We yeah. made it. We made we made nine. We yeah. we put the money into where yeah. the company is worth over a couple billion now. Exactly. It was us who started off in 2016. Not the people. People started off in 2019 to helped, but we're yeah. the ones who were there the whole time. Like so dedicated, you know. Yes. Like who, yeah. So we paved it. We paved the business. Don't forget about us. <laughs> yeah. Honestly. Don't forget about us. <laughs> um, yeah, but I, 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 my, I, my friend Alan, he's a free to play. Hardcore free to play. He just recently joined Pokemon Go this year. Yeah, so here are the things. When you join Pokemon Go, as I said before, he joined it like literally a couple months ago and he's already level 26. So it's possible and he's legitimately free to play, but he will hit a level 35 or 30 or something mm-hmm. and it's going to start to be hard to free to play. But he's dedicated to do it and I believe that he will and we'll see how the journey comes out. But um, yeah, as a new player, you just got to watch your P's and Q's. Just do a lot, collect a lot of stardust, mm-hmm. collect a lot of XP, and make it a lot easier for you when mm-hmm. you get to those high levels. Take advantage of all those events and have a lot of friends yeah. and send a lot of gifts and, and accept a lot of gifts. Oh yeah, so there's raid hour now. Yeah, I don't know if you. Oh, we got like two yeah. minutes. Okay, so uh, we can do a part two if you want. Yeah, mm. yeah. let's do a part two. <laughs> okay, you know what? Um, we got <laughs> we got a lot more to talk about. So we'll actually have a part two. In the part two, we will just recap quickly what we talked about in part one and we'll get into a lot more things because the game is diverse in a lot of ways and actually this actually some of the things i want to talk about so we'll um get into that but to end this episode yes um like i was saying before if you're a new player just get into the game yeah just value those things send a lot of gifts have a lot of friends collect a lot of xp collect a lot of stardust and you'll be okay you'll be on your way to leveling up pretty quick. And before you know it, you'll be at level 40. And then once you have level 40, the whole game's open up to you at that point. Yeah. But you have to get to level 40 to, 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 to be able to, to um, access everything mm-hmm. without, with ease, mm-hmm. right? Level 30 is okay, but you still can't solo certain Pokemon. And do 30. raids and gain, like, build, like, do the raids so you get, you get for, like, better chances of getting good, like, Pokemon. Um, try and pay attention to the IV stats. That's very important. We'll go over that next time. Mm-hmm. And uh, because com- CP, combat power, doesn't necessarily mean if it's the Kendra high. will go over that because yeah. she's, like, more technical than that. Like, I, 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 as I said, I made the game only about two things. Players like Kendra, which in the next episode, she'll, she'll, she'll do her, her, her discussion on, on those things. And I want everyone to pay attention because... These are important things you need to know if you're going to enter that part of the game. This is a part of the game that I do not really care to play. PvP, IVs. Well, uh, I'm not a big PvP player either, but like... But you know the intricacies of it. Yes, yes. So she will get into that on the next episode, the part two episode of this. I thought it would only be one episode, but... uh, So much. There's so much to talk about still, and it's all good, so... Once again, thank you for listening, and part two will be up soon.